How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. It is at your service on News Talk 1120 KMOX. One thing leads to another, plays us into the 9 o'clock hour here. That's kind of appropriate because the way things have been going in politics lately, one thing does lead to another. So the House impeach Mayorkas that we just talked about, George Santos got thrown out last year, and uh, it left the thin Republican margin in the U.S. House even thinner. And the way things are going right now, 51% of the vote is in, but the Democrat is winning that seat, which used to be his seat, by the way, uh, until he tried to run for another seat, so he had to give that one up. And that's how Santos ended up getting into that seat anyway. But right now he's got about a 16,000-plus uh, vote margin with 51% of the vote in, so it is uh, 59 to 41% on the count. But... There's still 49%. So in the words of Jim Carrey, I still got a chance. Uh, we are going to say hello to State Representative Phil Christopher who is joining us on the guest line. Representative, how are you, sir? Good to be with you, Mike. Hey, appreciate you taking some time. I know you're in the middle of everything. Like, your week just got started. So you're. this is Wednesday, I guess, in uh, legislative terms in Jeff City, isn't it? Yes. So, uh, yeah, no, we'll, we'll, they're actually taking tomorrow off because they're all going out to the Chiefs Parade. Ah. There'll be committee work to be done. And so I'll start there tomorrow morning for the Education Committee. But uh, many of the legislators are going to support our Super Bowl champions, the Chiefs, at the Kansas City Parade tomorrow. Are you going or are you going to stay at the Capitol? I will not be there. I will not be there. Uh, I'll be. Back in the Capitol doing the people's work. Uh, Look at you. When our our friends return, uh, I will share in their support for the Chiefs, and hopefully we'll get some policy work done. (laughs) Well, at least there is policy work that is getting done on the House side. Now, on the Senate side, it seems to be a completely different story. I was talking with uh, some friends who live up in Chicago, and they actually work with the Chicago City Council. And I was talking about how bad the Senate seems to be this year. And they said, oh, if you think the Missouri Senate's bad, you should see the Chicago City Council. He said, that's a whole new level of of dysfunction. But in the House, you guys have already got some bills passed so far this year, haven't you? You know, well, we've been uh, working through the legislation uh, and doing so in a way that's perhaps 
uh, more functional than the other side of the building. Uh, now, is it the legislation that I, as a conservative, would have fast-tracked to the House floor? No, but but we are moving along on, on the policy work, uh, and we are at least uh, you know making sure that we get the the basic steps done to deliver on our constitutional obligation to the people of our state. It seems to be right now that the initiative petition reform is is a hot-button issue over in the Senate. But am I correct in understanding that the Speaker of the House is going to let the Senate deal with that first, and then the House will take it up once the Senate is done? It's kind of a parallel process, Mike. So okay. there will be a Senate bill and there will be a House bill, and both sides are going to work on, on their bills, and then they'll cross over uh, to the other side of the building, and uh, the other chamber will act on what uh, the opposing chamber has done. But I will tell you that traditionally uh, the Senate, uh, once they've made a, um, a resolution on a matter, they their position on, on issues tends to prevail over the House position just based on the power dynamics between the chambers. So they decide, no, our, our bill's done. Once we get done speaking on an issue, we're, we're through. Right. And so the idea that, you know, we're going to come back with an alternative proposal, uh, theoretically poss- possible, but practically uh, rarely occurs. Yeah, I've been married for 33 years. I know exactly how that works. I can <laughs> offer an alternative proposal, but once she makes up her mind, the issue's done. Uh, I I can understand that exactly. Well, another issue that seems to be a a high point issue this year is doing something with education and specifically uh, school choice. I know they've been talking about that's going to be one of the next things that the Senate takes up. But that's something that you're involved with over on the House side, isn't it? It's something that I'm very involved with. Uh, And uh, in fact, when when I passed the first school choice bill, uh, in over 20 years in the state of Missouri that allows, uh, you know, low-income students to leave their failing government public school and attend a private option of their own choosing. Um, that was a bill that uh, came out of the House uh, and was delivered over to the Senate side uh, with the message that they better take it or leave it because we're not taking it up again. Uh, and so kind of an exception to the, the general rule. Uh, and so that program went into effect in 2022. Uh, and since that time, you know, it's raised uh, over $25 million uh, and have, has allowed over uh, 1,500 students uh, to attend a school of their choice for the first time in their lives. Uh, which is really an incredible opportunity uh, in a world, uh, Mike, sadly, where we have um, nearly two-thirds of students in some school districts, especially in the St. Louis area, that uh, are not reading at even a basic level, which, uh, quite frankly, Mike, means they're, they're, they can't read. Uh, and that's a real, a real devastating outcome uh, for our state education system. And so these choice options are really, really critical to our success as a region. And so uh, we, we passed that program, and now I have filed legislation that would essentially triple Uh, that program in size and take it from our urban centers to across the entire state. Uh, And I think that, you know, 
as legislators, one of our fundamental obligations under the Constitution is to ensure access to an adequate pub- public education, uh, and this is one of the ways that we can we can fulfill on that basic constitutional duty. And I'm very hopeful that the legislature will move forward on it. So, just so I'm clear, what you did with the first bill, it did it have a limitation that said it had to be under a certain population, and and yeah. then this one allows for rule. Is that understanding it, it correctly? Uh, it does. So. Um, because we have in our state, um, it, you know, we have a Republican supermajority, Mike, but we don't have a conservative supermajority. There's really only a fraction of the legislature that I would call conservative. Uh, and so we, in order to pass things uh, that are in our Republican platform, like school choice, have to to work with a lot of really moderate Republicans uh, and those Republicans unfortunately forced us to pare down our original school choice bill from one uh, that was pretty vigorous to one that was limited to certain geographical regions in the state uh, and was capped at uh, $25 million. And so what I propose to do now would be to take that program that we passed in 2022 and expand it uh, to be across the entire state so that every part of the state can participate and to put the cap at $75 million so we can have three times as many students enrolled in the program. Do you get an, a sense of why we can't seem to, to fix education? I, mean, I understand your bill, and, and I get why your bill is needed, and, and I agree it is. Um, it, it just feels like there are a number of schools across the state and mainly in, in a lot of the high metropolitan areas that for whatever reason, we throw a lot of money at the schools, but the schools don't seem to be producing results that you would expect with more money coming into there. Do, do you get a sense of why that disconnect is there? Well, there's a lot of reasons why, Mike, and and to put my finger on just one would be an overstatement, but I would tell you on a very high level, uh, what does the government do well? Uh, Virtually nothing, okay? (laughs) They're they're good at wars and collecting taxes and very few other things after that. Uh, There's a reason we don't want a government health care system in this country, and that's because uh, government trying to provide goods and services uh, is always a central planning failure. Uh, What we want is for our markets to uh, provide better products at a lower price. And so the entire idea of uh, a a government-provided education, I think, is backwards-looking. And so I think we need to infuse our education system with market principles uh, that allow our best and brightest to deliver those products and services to the public uh, in better ways and at lower prices. And that's really what we're seeing the states across the country that are leading on education, like Florida, Uh, And recently, Arkansas and Iowa and Tennessee, we're seeing those states uh, embrace a uh, a free and uh, parent and child centered approach to providing education, which empowers parents to use their tax dollars to select the school that is best for them. And then the schools and the provider side uh, compete 
to provide the best education services to the public uh, in the most cost-effective way possible. Uh, And so that's the vision that I have for education in this system, and I'm not ashamed of it. Because if we look at the data uh, from the government-centered education system that we have right now, it has utterly failed children, and it has utterly failed the most disenfranchised members of our community more than anyone else. And so I think if we're going to fight for anything as Republicans, that's a good place to start. We're talking to State Representative Phil Cristofanelli, who is out in the St. Charles area, and he is going to run for, he is running, he's not going to, he is running for the Senate, which is the seat that uh, Senator Eigel has. And talking about how the government tends to be dysfunction in running things, the border is a great example of how dysfunctional the government can be. And the, the higher level you go, the more dysfunctional it tends to get. But you actually filed a resolution on the border as well. You know, it's an interesting uh, topic, Mike, because securing the border is one of the functions that the government should actually be good at. Like, they have all the equipment, they have all the resources. If they wanted to secure the border, I think they would actually be highly effective at doing so. Uh, But the problem at the border, Mike, is not one of government efficiency. It is one of political uh, opposition and dysfunction. The left in this country does not want a secure border, and they're actively obstructing attempts to create a secure border because they want a free flow of cheap labor and they want a free flow of potential future Democrat voters. Uh, And that's why uh, when Governor Abbott stood up for himself and his state and the American people and said that our country is actually being invaded by the hundreds of thousands of migrants that are moving across our southern border and started to take steps to secure the border himself, he received such an adverse reaction from the people in Washington and the Biden administration uh, because he took the bold stand of standing up for the American people. Uh, And so I filed a resolution that said that Missouri stands with Texas. It stands with uh, the uh, moves of Governor Abbott to place the Texas National Guard down at the border to secure our uh, southern border where the federal government has failed, and it calls on our governor uh, to join with Governor Abbott in sending Missouri National Guard troops uh, down to that region uh, to ensure that our southern border is kept safe. Uh, And in fact, uh, I received a text message earlier today that, that would suggest that the governor of Missouri is soon going to announce his plan Uh, to uh, deploy our resources uh, in this common effort. And I think that's a very good move. You know, it seems like when you had the previous administration, they had the same tools that the current administration has. One was able to fairly well secure the border, and the current one has not done that at all. So you get the idea that it's kind of intentional that you're seeing these things play out. Hey, I, I need to let you run here in just a second. I really appreciate your time tonight. State Representative Phil Christopher Nelly from District 105. But uh, being good St. Charles County people, uh, law-abiding St. Charles County, let's say it that way, right? So at uh, the, the former prosecuting attorney, Tim Lomar, used to tell me, At any given time in St. Charles County, the residents of the county jail, uh, up to 70% of them 
at the of the residents of the jail are not St. Charles County residents. And you've actually filed a bill that makes the folks who were their home county pay for their time that they're going to sit in St. Charles County jails, haven't you? That's absolutely right, Mike. It's it's outrageous that the, the city of St. Louis thinks that they can allow people to engage in criminal lawlessness uh, in their region. And when they're done looting and pillaging, the city uh, allows them to come out to St. Charles and engage in the same type of behavior. I understand that the city of St. Louis doesn't wish to enforce their laws, uh, but our county very much will. And I do not believe that our county taxpayers should have to bear the cost of the city's lawlessness. Uh, It costs $150 a day. Every day a resident of the city of St. Louis spends a night in the St. Charles County Jail for the criminal activity in which they've engaged. And this has resulted in millions and millions of dollars of cost to our taxpayer that have been uh, a result of their citizens' activity. And so I have proposed something very simple, and that is uh, at the end of each month, we're going to calculate every day that a St. Louis City resident has spent in our prisons, uh, and we are going to send that bill to St. Louis City and under state statute, they will be compelled to pay us our costs. Uh, I think this is common sense, uh, and I don't see how they could have any objection. And if they have a problem uh, with paying the cost of their citizens' criminal lawless activity in our county, my proposition to them would be to enforce the laws that they have back home, and they can take care of it there before they show up here. I think that's a fantastic idea, especially when you consider that St. Charles County government budget, 63% of it goes to public safety. So you have a large cost in what you're talking about that is happening because people from outside of St. Charles County decide, hey, St. Charles County gets some really nice stuff. Let's go steal it. So if they're going to come out and commit a crime, it kind of makes sense that that their folks are going to have to to pay the bill. So I appreciate you fighting the good fight. Um, how is the campaign going for Senate? I know it's got to be tough to run for a Senate seat while you're still serving in the House. How do you work that out? You know, it's a it's a delicate balance. Uh, every time I'm back home, I'm out there in our community, knocking doors, going to events, meeting with people uh, that care about the future of our area and our region, uh, and I'm getting a great response. I feel very good about our, our chances. I've served in the Missouri House for eight years now. I have the highest-ranked conservative voting record of any member of the Missouri Uh, legislature at this time, uh, and I'm going to take that uh, conservative principle over to the Missouri Senate. We we are getting an outpouring of support uh, from our community. Uh, I've received many endorsements from the elected officials that live in in eastern St. Charles County. uh, We're getting yard sign commitments every day, and I feel really, really great about our chances to to continue Senator Eigel's conservative legacy over in the Missouri Senate. Well, I uh, enjoyed seeing you at the Boys and Girls Club event. Uh, That was a a fantastic uh, event that happened on Saturday night. It was good to see you there. I know you're always out and about in the community, and I appreciate you taking some time and blowing off the Chiefs party just so you could spend some time with us tonight on At Your Service. Glad to be with you, Mike. Happy to come back anytime. 
Appreciate it. That is State Representative Phil Cristofanelli, District 105 in the House, fighting the good fight. And he is running for Senate, so we'll see how that works out. We will be back in just a minute. This is At Your Service. My name is Mike Elam, and this is News Talk 1120 KMOX. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast it's double van halen bumper music you gotta love panama hey it's 30 minutes past the hour in the middle of America. This is At Your Service. My name is Mike Elam. Thanks for hanging out tonight. It's always good to talk to Phil Cristofanelli. I really like that guy. He's a guy who, um, he reminds me a lot of Congressman Blaine Lutzemeyer. They're both people who, uh, they just dig in and get work done. So they're not people that are out chasing the spotlight. I've asked Phil to do radio interviews numerous times. And he's like, man, I got this going on. I got that going on. And it's normally committee work that he's doing, uh, meeting with folks late in the evening that he'll still be working to try to get stuff done. Um, so he's a guy who has the opportunity to be in the spotlight a lot more, but he's more about getting the work done. So that's one of the reasons why I'm really going to miss Blaine Luktemeyer, uh in Congress, because Blaine has announced this is it for him. He's not running for re-election. I think there's five or six people right now that have thrown their hat in the ring, that they're running for Congressman Luke DeMeyer's seat 
And I, I don't think anybody actually lives in the district that's running so far, uh, which is crazy that you don't have to actually live in a U.S. Congress district to run for it. Did you know that? You don't have to actually live in the district. You have to live in the state, but you don't have to live in the district. So you could live in St. Louis City, and you could run for the congressional district in northern Missouri. It's it's okay. As long as those folks will vote you in, then you can win and you can serve. I don't even think you have to move there uh, after you win, but we'll we'll see how that goes. The congressional race to backfill uh, George Santos's seat that he lost for being crazy, uh, <laughs> that is currently uh, the Democrat is winning in that race. There's 69% of the vote that's in, and he has got a 14,000-ish um, vote lead, uh, almost 71,000 to 56,000. So it's looking like, unless the last votes that come in are just all Republican, odds not good that, that it's going to be that way. It looks like the Democrats are going to shrink the margin of uh, the separation between the Republicans and Democrats. You know, when you get to this point where the numbers are almost even, and that's pretty much where they are, I think the Republicans are going to have a three-vote lead after this, it, if I'm correct on my House numbers. I should ask Maria Kina. She's probably up on all this stuff. But uh, it it is razor thin. And it's one of those kind of things where, you know, Phil was talking about we may all be Republicans, but we're not all the same Republican. And we don't always think in, in one monolithic thought pattern. And you see Democrats generally line up together better than Republicans do. It's very rare. The Democrats may fight and they'll have, you'll have the squad and then you'll have the blue dog Democrats and you'll have all of this stuff where they say all kinds of different things. And some are way more liberal and some are more conservative. But when it comes to voting, the Democrats typically line up and vote together. The Republicans mostly line up and vote together, which when you have a supermajority like you have in the Missouri House or the Missouri Senate, you don't have to have everybody. You can get it done just with that vast majority that you have. You can lose a few stragglers along the way, and it's okay. But when you're in the U.S. House, you can't afford to lose anybody. In the Mayorkas vote today, you actually had three Republicans who voted against impeaching him. Uh, all the Democrats voted together. So you had four members of the House, two Republicans and two Democrats, who actually did not vote today. That made the magic number 214 is what the Republicans needed. And uh, unlike last time when they did this, uh, somebody figured out how to count noses the correct way. And the three people who voted against Mayorkas last time, uh, against impeaching him, voted against impeaching him again this time. My guess is those three people live in Democrat districts. So they're swimming upstream, if you will. So I understand when you get to areas like that, it, it gets tricky. But if you're one of those holdout people, like they know these three aren't going to do it. If you're one of those people who wants to play politics and say, what could I get for my home district? Man, do you have leverage. I mean, massive leverage. And uh, let's be honest, there are some folks in D.C. that are going to play that all the way to the hilt. And they are going to try and figure it out. 
We'll see. We'll see how this thing is playing out. 69% of the vote is in in Long Island, and uh, it's looking like the Democrats are going to take that seat. We will find out. It's at your service. My name is Mike Elam. Thanks for hanging out on News Talk 1120 KMOX. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. So what exactly is the show about? It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball and baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. It is at your service on News Talk 1120 KMOX. My name is Mike Elam. It, the weather has been fantastic lately. And I, I just, I looked at my weather app the other day and I took a screenshot of it and I shared it on my Facebook page because, yes, I'm over 50, so I, I still do Facebook. And uh, it was just, the question is, spring? Like, are, are, we, are we done with winter? Because it feels like it. I mean, it feels like winter... Was here for a little bit. We got a taste of it. We had a little bit of ice. It was really flipping cold there for a few days. Like below zero cold, wind chill of 26 below, freezer mm, off. But um, today it was 59. And tomorrow it's going to be sunny and 60. Like the overnight low is 36. But just when you think you've turned a corner, we get to the weekend. Why does the weekend get the crappy weather? I, I, that just, you know, it sucks. You, you work and you have sunny in 59, sunny in 60 in February. And then Thursday is going to be 54, but you get to Friday and there's a chance of snow and 38 degrees. And Saturday is 39 degrees. But then when you go back to work or you get to Sunday, it's going to be 54. And then you're going to get back into the fifties and sixties next week. So I don't know that whole rodent thing, the groundhog, uh, when he came out and didn't see his shadow, then you're like, hey, it's it's early spring, no six more weeks of winter, none of that, right? And so far, I'll be dogged, the, the rodent was right so far. So we'll see how that plays out, but I'm hoping that it continues to be that way. I don't, I'm not a global warming, global climate change type person. Uh, that's just not me, right? I believe the climate is changing, but I'm I'm old enough to remember when I was a kid. And if you if you go to YouTube and you Google it, Google the '70s Ice Age. And if you go to YouTube and you Google it, you will see legitimate news reports 
from legit like CBS News talking about the coming ice age, the second coming ice age that was going to happen. And by the time we got to 2030, New York was supposed to be getting ice. Legit. I mean, that's the way they were talking about. So they talked about for the last 20 years or so, maybe maybe more, all the polar ice caps are, are melting. Now, mind you, I have a communications degree. I, I'm not a scientist. I don't know anything about that. But it sure seems like to me there's an ebb and flow of, that's happened to the climate over the last 150 years that we've been able to trace. They, anytime somebody talks about millions of years, I, I go, I, I call BS on that. Because you have no way. There is there's just no way to know. But And I, I think you're making stuff up at that point. But even just looking at the last 100, 150 years, about every 50 years, you see this change. It's burning up or we got ice on the way. And it, in between, we are in between those two extremes. And it just seems to be getting there or not getting there. So I don't know. Is it climate change? Yeah, the climate's changing. Are, are we causing it? Probably some. Speeding it up, slowing it down, probably. But is it everything that Al Gore is making it out to be? No. Al Gore made millions of dollars by telling you that the the oceans are going to be boiling by 2030. Are they? No. That's probably not going to happen. Uh, it, it's, it's just an opportunity for that guy to make millions of dollars, which he has. And pretty much everything that he predicted, not happened. Pretty much everything. Look at their timelines. All these guys who are prediction people, whenever they predict, they're wrong. Remember the people who talked about the second coming was happening and uh, the space people were going to come up and they had these people who laid down in their beds with these sneakers and they covered themselves with these uh, pennants-looking flags they put over themselves and they were expecting that the aliens were going to come pick them up and take them that night. Anybody who does those kind of predictions, they're always wrong. Never right. Not not even once. I mean, you would think, uh, you know, a blind squirrel finds a nut. But no, not not any of these guys. They don't get it done either. So I, I have no idea what's going to happen in terms of the climate. All I know is it's going to be a really nice day tomorrow. And next week is going to be even nicer than it is this week. So I'm looking forward to that. Uh, we'll talk a little bit more about uh, what's going on with the New York house seat and uh, wrap up the At Your Service show for this lovely Tuesday evening while Drake is banging it out right down the street at the Enterprise Center. It's At Your Service. My name is Mike Elam. This is News Talk 1120 KMOX. It's At Your Service on News Talk 1120 KMOX. You know, we didn't do any Drake bumper music tonight. Not even one. Not a whole lot of appropriate Drake bumper music for me to play. This is true. We'd have to edit a lot of, of Drake stuff. So probably probably not going to happen. It's been fun being back for a second time. Two times in one afternoon. Uh, two times in six hours, actually, was, was great. Thanks to uh, Dave Glover and the uh, Dave Glover Show for having me on earlier today. That was fun. It's always good to hang out with Glover. He's a really smart guy, and uh, he always picks up super interesting topics. 
Uh, it's just good to hang out with those guys. So that was fun earlier today. It's been fun hanging out here tonight. It was really good to talk to Sicardi Bruce and Rich Pisani. They are the chairman and the president of the St. Louis Ambassadors. If you're not familiar with them, you can Google them, look them up online, stlouisambassadors.com. If you want to get involved, they would love to have you. There's about a 1,000 people that are members of the St. Louis Ambassadors. They've even expanded now, and they've gotten out to uh, St. Louis County as part of that now, but they've got into St. Charles County Ambassadors that is another group, but there's others around the area just looking for folks who want to dig in and make a difference in your community. I should rephrase that. Dig in, dig in and make a positive difference in your community because that's what these these guys are doing and they're getting out there and making sure that they're spreading a positive message um a positive thing that did not happen tonight from a republican side is they lost a house seat um uh, Chwazi, i think is how you say this guy's name it's s-u-o-z-z-i it was his con- congressional seat and he won it back tonight so they don't have all the votes in they're at 83 percent and he's up by about 13,000 votes. But um, uh, all the new services have called it, and she has conceded to him. So the Democrats are going to get another number on their side, which means that Republican majority is going to shrink even more. So it's going to be curious to see what's going to happen. It's a good thing, I guess, that the House was able to get their impeachment of Secretary Mayorkas done today because it looks like They're probably not going to get a lot done moving forward. It's going to be interesting to see how they're going to play and what they're going to get done, if anything, because it seems like the Republicans in the House and the Republicans in the Senate are on two different marching orders as to what they want to get done. They can't seem to agree on border packages. They can't agree on uh, Israel money, Ukraine money. Taiwan Taiwan money, they just can't seem to agree on much of anything. So I guess the good news for us is uh, go and do no harm. You know, if they don't pass anything, the good news for us is they're not going to make your life any worse. That That's kind of good. I'll, I'll take that. Uh, it's funny, with Missouri, you have the House that seems to be getting some things done. Uh, Representative Phil Cristofanelli from the 105th District in St. Charles County was on with us earlier tonight. And Phil was actually talking about the House is getting some things passed uh, on the Missouri House side. Now, when you go to the Senate, the Senate is getting to be the thing of who wants to filibuster today. At the beginning of the Missouri Senate, you had Republicans who were part of the uh, used to be conservative caucus is now Freedom Caucus. And they had about seven members. They're down to six. um, But. They've got six members now as part of this Freedom Caucus. Now, if you don't pay attention to the Missouri Senate, don't feel bad. You you really haven't missed anything other than some soap opera type stuff that's been going on. But there are 34 senators in the Missouri Senate. Ten of them are Democrat. The other 24, if I did my math correctly, growing up in Arkansas, uh, are Republican. Now, as I talked about before, Democrats tend to stand together whether they disagree or not. They tend to vote as a bloc. Republicans vote as a storm, and and uh, you can finish the rest of that phrase, but they just can't seem to get it together. So you had the Freedom Caucus folks who didn't get what they wanted with IP reform the way that they wanted it, so they started filibustering everything. Well, 
Now they're coming back and they're trying to get some stuff done. And the Democrats have decided they're going to filibuster and they're going to hold things up. It, I'm curious if they're going to get anything done over the rest of this year. Because whether you've got the Freedom Caucus people who are going to filibuster or you've got the Democrats that are going to filibuster, at the end of the day, none of them are going to get anything done. Here's the interesting thing that I'm curious about. So initiative petition is what IP reform is. And what that really is, is they want to make it harder to amend the Missouri Constitution. It is one of the easiest processes uh, to amend the Missouri Constitution as it is any constitution in any state in America. Missouri has one of the easiest processes. And generally, you would want it to be hard to amend your constitution. You can pass bills and you can do all kinds of different things to uh, put laws in place, but it doesn't have to be in the Constitution. Not everything has to be in the Constitution. But they're trying to get it to where it becomes harder. Now, the folks who want to make Missouri more abortion-friendly are out gathering signatures right now, and they're going to put an abortion amendment in the Missouri Constitution on the ballot later on this year, whether it's going to be August or whether it's going to be November, we don't know yet, but they're going to do it on one. And a lot of folks who've said with law degrees have said, you know, even if the Senate passes this initiative petition reform, it's not going to be the new law that's going to, uh, they're going to have to play under. So it, it, it's going to be interesting. There's going to be lawsuits because we've got a lot of lawyers and they need to make some money. We've had a great time hanging out tonight. I hope you have. Thanks for hanging out on At Your Service. I will be back here next Thursday. So you get a break from Mike Elam for a while. Matt's pretty happy about that. You guys have a wonderful week, and I will catch you back later. Mike Elam, At Your Service, on News Talk 1120, KMOX. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. 
Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.